Welcome to The Alamon Show. Here, we'll discover the success stories of local business trailblazers, where we discuss topics from marketing strategies to community engagement. You'll gain practical insights for your own venture. Join us weekly to celebrate and learn from our local entrepreneurial heroes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and become a part of our growing community of business enthusiasts and entrepreneurs. Now, let's get started. And then in terms of this podcast, this is a fairly new, fun thing that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a, not used to, I still have it, but um, something called the Loudoun 100 Project. And so it highlighted Loudoun County people, everyday people, not business owners, but mm. everyday people who are doing good things for the community, but not looking, they're not doing it for the recognition. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And so I loved that so much, but it was such a time-intensive project for my team. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, I kind of want to do something similar where I'm sharing stories, uh, but not necessarily have the event part. So here comes the Alamon Show, which is this. Uh, Community people are nominating uh, different business owners, and then I get to have conversations. (laughs) And where are you from? Where did you grow up? Loudoun County person? No, I grew up in Indi- uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. How about you? I um, was born in D.C. and lived here most of my life. Tell me a little bit about what you do. So I have a real estate brokerage company. Uh-huh. And I have a business partner. Okay. And we have about 10 agents that work for us. So we are essentially a small boutique real estate company, hands-on, that... Uh, has a lot of history. So my two sons work with me in the business and they represent the fourth generation of my family in the business. So my grandfather and my father started building houses after the war in the DC metro area. And so I grew up in the real estate business and in big company environments. Um, Those guys built about 15,000 homes during their career in the DC metro area. And I decided 25 years ago that I didn't want to be in the big, uh, big corporate kind of big company kind of world. Mm-hmm. My partner's background was similar. Okay. He and my family did business together in the fifties and sixties. His father and my father did business together. Okay. So we got together. We actually went to high school together in Arlington, and we got together to decide to build what we have been doing now for over twenty years. And this is this concept of if you call me i'll answer the phone yeah and you know you that get personal touch you get us yeah so when you say you know the dc metro area you really know the dc metro area yeah, to where you guys have like built the dc metro area yeah absolutely yeah there was one time in the 70s and early 70s where in fairfax county i th- think it was one out of every 12 but some kind of number like that uh one out of 12 homeowners lived in a Jonas home wow so they built a lot of houses locally and built a really good reputation, then sold to a national company. It's kind of the progress. But I, I grew up in the business doing everything from digging ditches to building houses, managing land development, putting sewer and water lines in, you know, that buying land yeah. and developing property. So I've got a pretty broad perspective on the whole process. Yeah. So what do you like most about it? Um, well, every day is different, generally, and it it has given me an opportunity to interact with people that I would not otherwise, a wide variety of people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, coming in contact with people far smarter than I am and very interesting, you know, doing very interesting things in their lives. And I have an ability to 
help them out and things that you know they might they might need helping yeah you know so it's uh it puts me in that position it's really been really fun i love it and and your family's involved in it now family's involved my boys my two boys work with identical twin boys so they work with me now for about three and a half years awesome how's that it's great working with family it you know can cut both ways at yeah. times right <laughs> but it's ultimately it's really 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 good do you see them taking it over that's my exit strategy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I say to people, I'm like, don't, if if your kids don't want the business, sell it. And right. take that money and give it to them and let them create something right. that they, Yeah. but a lot of it's like legacy. and. Yeah, there's that. But I never was a kind of guy that's like, you have to do this. Yeah. And, and they, they did their own thing. They're 29. Okay. So they did their own thing for until about three or four years ago. And then they had the and they choose, they chose this. They cho- yeah. yeah. They had the opportunity was there and then they chose yeah. to jump in. Now, is there a difference between the DC market versus out here in this area? Um, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities like lack of inventory mm-hmm. and, you know, so that's everywhere. Competitive nature. Mm-hmm. That's everywhere in the country almost right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's similar. Price points are different, obviously. You know, the house that's a million and a half out here might be four million in McLean or three million in McLean or something. So there's those kind of, you know, the price metrics are different, but it's basically the same process and same kind of protocols and not a lot of difference. Where do you see yourself and your business in the next five years? Oh, I see the boys just taking it over, hopefully. In five years? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I want to get out. Let's go. Yeah. What are you going to do when you're, when you're well, retired? Well, I do other stuff. I uh, Talking about a guitar earlier. I, I play guitar, yeah. And I, I I played in bands, and I've toured with bands. And Tell me a little bit about that. A little bit about that? Mm-hmm. It's a cool story. I want to hear it. <laughs> so uh, in, I took most of 2019 off, and I went on the road with uh, the Whalers. Okay. So my boss was Bob Marley's guitar player, Junior Marvin. Wow. So I was, it was a 10, 11 piece band and I was the only, only non-Rasta guy in the band. Uh-huh. Did he you feel went, a little out of place? Uh, no. no it was, you just loved it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was quite musically great and entertaining and, you know, educational, but culturally mm-hmm. even more so to be hanging out with these guys and touring the country and, you know, playing a lot of shows all over. It was fun. And, and some of those guys are still my best pals today, you know, so. You guys going to go uh, do a road trip? Yeah. I, 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 you know, going on the road is because it's tough. Yeah. It's kind of a young man's business. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough gig to play seven shows and 10 nights and traveling and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, a, you know, the best part about it is when you're playing, mm-hmm. when you're out there actually, actually playing everything else. You forget about everything else until you're playing. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of travel and you got to eat and you got to try to sleep and then you got to load in and you got to sound check and then you got to load out and then you got to get on the bus that can get really tiring yeah it was really super exciting so i see you know doing more of that it's kind of my thing that's awesome okay so we've got performing what other things are you into when you retire like what's going to be the yeah my um my family's greek my background is greek so and my wife's from greece so we, we go there quite a bit a lot. You know, we have a home there. Travel. Yeah. So nice. that's kind of just, that's really it. That's awesome. How did you build your business? How did I build it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just word of mouth and referral business at this point. And that's really what it got down to. We have a name in the area for a long time. 
in a good reputation family where the name is is recognized mm -hmm. and um it's just about doing a great job for everybody that we work with and then they you know what it's like and if you've ever bought or sold a house you know whoever you used to do that came to you from a particular source typically from some one of your friends or co-workers that says this, this guy's great you know this is this yeah. the only guy you should talk to and he'll be honest and treat you right and yeah you know do a good job. So that's really that's how it works. We don't we don't tend to do a lot of advertising, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I got my boys working on social media stuff, doing Instagram. I was going to say now with the market changing, do you feel the need to? Yeah, and I think the next if these guys stick with it, which I expect they will, it's going to be a part of their plan. Yeah. But you know, the real estate business is is not like. Uh, other businesses that have been disintermediated, like say travel business, you know, mm -hmm. through internet and through social media and that kind of thing. It's still a very hyper local kind of thing. And, you know, there's always a component of people that will do whatever they can to save money mm -hmm. and not, uh, uh, you know, if you had, if you needed a kidney replacement and you were, you didn't want to spend the money and you, if you could take your own kidney out, you'd do it. Right. So Heck there's a certain no. amount of people that will, <laughs> That will gravitate no. <laughs> towards no matter what happens, they won't spend any money. You yeah. Know? But the people that want service and want yeah. experience and want to be taken care of, right. there's always a piece for that, I think, in the real estate business. Yeah. yeah. And what we do. And we do generally, res we do 90% residential and some commercial okay. component. But, you know, that's that's how we've gotten business and that's how we do it. You know. Word of mouth, doing a good job and just. Yeah length of time of building your name yeah that's really what it's about and the phone rings you know mm -hmm. and when we advertise it'll be for specific properties but generally the, the real estate advertising game is is i kind of have learned over the years is not necessarily about putting an advertisement to increase your business mm -hmm. put an advertisement into make your clients whose home is pictured there feel like you're doing something mm -hmm. and to spread yeah. your name yeah uh, from a, in print or however, whatever medium. I'm gonna say kind of like the open houses where it's like it's like an open house. Open <laughs> house generally not going to sell your house. Yeah, it's going to allow that agent to prospect a little bit. To yeah, reach out and maybe meet a new prospect or a new client. Yeah. Make the seller feel good. Oh, I have an open house. Therefore, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to sell my house. Some traffic. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it works, but yeah. you know, generally that's just sort of real straight, honest advice on what those are used for, in my opinion. What do you wish more uh, consumers knew about or would know about before hiring an agent? Before hiring an agent? Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's the real estate industry, you know, it's the largest trade association. So there's 1.2 million real estate agents in the country. And um, there's a lot of agents. It's like anything in life. You know, there's a high percentage of those agents that maybe not a, operate at the highest of levels, you know, I don't know. It's nice to say it. Some people say 80, 20, right. Yeah. You know, but, but, um, that it's not just because you're my uncle's cousin's former roommate and you're a really good kid and you just got your license and I should use you. Mm -hmm. It's about what is the nature of the transaction and is it s seemingly simple or is it more complicated and what do you, can you hire somebody that, is going to pay for themselves and then yeah. some to facilitate the transaction. Or if you're solely focused on 
paying the least amount of commissions that you can, then there's different business models that will work for you. But you may not be getting the level of service that you either need or want. So, you know, we we tend to want to be more upfront and say, well, what is it that you want? And let's talk about it. But it's not one size fits all necessarily. And maybe hiring the low cost guy in the market to do it may be a benefit to you, depending upon what the nature of the transaction is, what the market is at that time and what kind of product or property that you're actually selling. So, you know, it's not just, people just tend to think of it as, I'm going to hire an agent to sell my house. It doesn't really matter. An agent's an agent. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, the commission isn't small. So if you're going to hire somebody to, like, do a job, you want to make sure that you've got the best of the best. The numbers are big, yeah. And it's it's kind of like, again, if you relate it to the doctor thing, I always like to use this as an example. If you have a medical issue, who would you rather have operating on you or working on you or working for you? The guy just out of medical school or the guy that's maybe been doing it for 10 or 20 or 30 years that has some background. Um, So, and and the numbers are big and the industry is changing, you know, commissions have come down and it's gotten more competitive and, and that all makes sense. And there's lots of changes going on within the industry today, but, but yeah, the numbers are large and it's, you know, it's not a inconsequential amount of money to yeah. pay somebody to represent you in a real estate transaction. Yeah, no, that's... For sure. Um, what is something that you wish other agents knew? Either before getting into the business or... Um, you know, it's... I think one of the biggest things is how they how to communicate. Not just communicate with your clients, because that's more on the personal level of you to your client, but how to communicate with your peer group. For example, you know, younger agents today, and I mean younger, like 30 and under, mm-hmm. the way they communicate versus people that are a little bit older and more experienced, um, text messaging at odd hours versus picking up the phone. And I, you know, encourage the young agents that work with us, including my kids, that if you want to communicate with somebody unless they tell you specifically the preferred method is only text me or only email me pick up the phone and and, in doing so you build a relationship Mm -hmm. in the text messaging aspect of communication you lose a lot and you lose the ability to form a bond or, or a relationship or get to know somebody and we're in the middle of several of those right now where we have young agents on the other side who will text me at 10 o'clock at night and ask a question that is longer than a text message answer yeah. and really needs to be discussed. But they're just kind of used to to communicating in that fashion. So what I would say to a lot of people is, you know, learn how to communicate, whether it's written communication or you know, verbal, but do it on a level that positions you to build relationships and have people understand who you are and what value you might want to deliver or be able to, to share, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Last question is, what is something that you, like, what is one piece of advice, not necessarily related to real estate, but just overall that you would give to the world right now? Um, in regard to what? <laughs> that is an open book, my friend. <laughs> wow. That's a really seriously interesting question. Um, I would just stress, you know, to focus on other than yourself and and ultimately whatever you do in your life learn to love it if you have the ability to do that because if you love something then you'll be very good at it 
So, and, you know, concern for others, meaning environment, your peer group, the people that you work with, your family, and, and having that at the center of your core values as opposed to me, 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 me. You know, all I want to do is text and see social media all day. I that's think that's good. important. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing a little bit of your story, um, yeah. and giving us some great tips on how to navigate. I'm proud to be here. I'm, I'm glad you asked me to be here. It's sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Alamon Show. If you are a business owner, you are in the Northern Virginia area, or you're willing to come out and visit us here in our Leesburg studio, and you've been in business for at least five years, I invite you to apply or nominate a guest for an upcoming show. Go to alamonphotography.com and click on podcast where you'll find a link to nominate a guest. And thanks as always for listening.